Well, good evening, everyone. It's Friday. <laughs> I mean, Friday and, and coming to the end of uh, the fast. I've really enjoyed it. I really, I was determined to enjoy it. And I enjoyed it. And, and giving, you know, just offering those sacrifices to the Lord and, and believing him to do his will through us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tomorrow, get into the word. Fill your heart with the living word of God. Just do so. Uh, it's so easy now to be waiting for the hours to come to the end. You understand know, that? And just you're thinking like, praise God. Anytime now I'll have tea. Soon and soon. Sooner than ever. <laughs> no, but get into the word. Really focus on the living word of God. Let's, let me take you this and then I'll go a certain direction. Praying for Israel this evening. But, but let's go to Colossians 3, 1. The Lord gave me this word many years ago in the 90s, I think 1997, and, and I go to this scripture and it blesses me. I meditate on it and I've done this for years, meditating on these scriptures. And, and, and I want you to, as, as you come to the end of the fast, to set your mind that way that throughout the year, throughout the year, they, 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 what do you call it, the, the grounds that you have gained and you sense in your heart you've gained, don't throw it back away. And this is what the Lord was reminding me about the discipline, the discipline that you have gained during this time, don't throw it away. I hope I'm talking people who've been disciplining themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I agreed at some point, we began, we began and said, we're going to have just vegetables and fruits. Just a little bit of vegetables and fruits. And my goodness, it's been good. I didn't know I'd been carrying weight. I didn't feel so good now. I think, man, I can't even jump around. But, but more than that, I've gained some things in the spirit. But we decided that and it really helped us throughout just having vegetables and fruits and some days just having water or juice and, and that, that's it. And, and you know, I've, I've entered the kitchen. I like dates. D-A-T-E-S. I like dates. So always we have dates in the house and cashew nuts and almonds. They, they're there. But dates is my favorite. And uh, so mostly, you know, I'll go in the kitchen and uh, the, the, the nutritionist told me actually, you need to take three per day. I thought, okay, I've been taking five. <laughs> Tina is not convinced that I take only five. When she said, you ate more, I said, no, three to five. But, but, but then, um, so I've, I've waited in the, in, the, in the kitchen and in fact, they had just bought a pack just when the fast was beginning, it was right there, not sealed, not open. But I've entered in there and I feel like, I need something, you know, the initial days especially, I need something just to make my mouth feel better. And I, oh yeah, dates. I said, oh no, we're not eating dates. That has helped me, that's a discipline right there. I can do without dates, can do without coffee, can do without tea, can do without ugali, can do without meat. Now I like, I like chicken. And, and most likely, 
On Sunday, I would in mind boiled the one you know, the, the chicken of, of Kenya. You understand? Not, not these imported things that came in. Probably I'll have some soap, but I, I like that. But I realize I can do without it. Amen? Listen to this. You are free. In, in, in other words, we, we, it's ourselves choosing to be bound, but in essence, we are free. We can believe God and move into anything that he has called us to do. Now look at this then quickly, then we go a certain direction. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above. I think it's the Amplified. We say set your, minds and, set your mind and have it just fixed there. Uh, but set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. In other words, have your mind set on things above. Have your mind set on God's word. There's no higher place than God's word. So have your mind set on God's word. Even as we come, we are coming uh, to the end of the fast, have that, that mindset on God's word. Again, as I've said, that the grounds you know in your heart that you have gained, then you need to discipline yourself and move that way forward. God has much and many victories that he wants us to win and to, uh, to, to receive by, by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, this evening, I hope you still have your prayer and fasting guide. Yes. You have it. Miss Ruth, do you have yours? You can share with Norman. Uh, but, but this evening, uh, those who are here this past Wednesday, we prayed for the nation. There are several wonderful things that came out concerning our nation. I hope you lay hold of those. And, and, and those who are here, not here on Wednesday, I really want you to go to that message I spoke on, on, on Wednesday. I remember on Tuesday morning, the, the Lord quickened that in my heart and, and how important it is in praying for the, for the peace of this government and peace of this nation for, for us to build and prosper. So I won't go into that, but I'll say that this, this week, this uh, Friday, we're going to pray for Israel. So praying for Israel and, and Kenya. Let me, let's go to our main scripture there in Jeremiah 6.16. It says, that says the Lord, that's the amplified version, that says the Lord stand by the rose and look, ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, then walk in it. And you'll find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. But we say, we will walk in it. Now look at this then. I say something here. Praying for Israel actually is one of those ancient paths is aligning ourselves with God's purposes, praying for Israel. That's critical. 
And I've had teachers, Bible teachers, very good Bible teachers say this, that there came a time, many, many of a time in the history of the church, that the church thought that God had done away with Israel. And everything concerning Israel, they replaced it with uh, the church. And what is, you know, commonly known as uh, the replacement, uh, what? Theology, yeah, the replacement theology. But that's not right. That's not true. God hasn't finished with his people. Reason being, listen to this, reason being, God is a covenant-keeping God. He does not break his covenant. In fact, he says, I think it's in a... Uh, Psalm 89, we say, my, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has come out of my mouth. God does not break his covenant. It remains. Now, by faith through our Lord Jesus Christ, we, have, we are actually um, a children of Abraham. The Bible says so clear. But they are also children of Abraham after the flesh. And those are Jews that are not born again. But they are also what they call Messianic Jews that have received Jesus Christ. We are one body. We are members of the body of Christ, all of us. But then that's why it's important, if we look at the scriptures, it's important for us to pray for Israel. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 9. We see a Jew was a rabbi, well-trained man, speaking about the same. 9 verse 1. <clears throat> it says, I tell you the truth in Christ, I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing witness in the, in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cast from Christ for my brethren, my country men. Who's speaking there? Paul. Who's he? A Jew. He called for his brethren, his countrymen, and, and, and he emphasizes this. He says something to clarify. His countrymen according to the flesh. Now remember, he was called to speak to the Gentiles mostly. In fact, he says, I magnify my ministry. He was called to preach the, go the gospel to the Gentiles mostly. But also he did to the Jews. But his desire was for his countrymen, according to the flesh, be saved. Who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption through Abraham. Look at this. The glory. We don't know the glory except through the Jewish people. The covenants. The Bible says, you and I, in Ephesians chapter 2, you and I were without God without hope in this world. But now in Christ, who was he after the flesh? A Jew. You seen that? Alright? And then it says covenants. The giving of the law came as a result. The, give, the giving of the word of God came from through who? The Jews. Are you not answering me? What did they do to you in the office? There's a glory here. Office is left out. 
On Monday you go back if you came out frustrated. On Monday you are going back and you have so much favor and victory. Now I'm saying that by faith and I mean exactly what I'm saying. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 44 verse 26 he says, He performs the word of his servants. He does. So if you left the office of the uncertainty, you're going back on Monday with much favor. Now look at this then. Who are Israelites to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God and the promises, of whom are the fathers? Now the fathers, our fathers are who? Jewish. And from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came who is over all the eternally blessed God. Amen. What does that mean? That, what does this mean, church? We have Jewish roots. And he goes on to say some things, laying a foundation here, so that people say like, why are we in Kenya and we are praying for, for the Jewish people? Why is that so? I'm showing the scripture. Listen to verse, uh, chapter 10 from verse 1. <clears throat> Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness. So look at this. Can we all agree? This is the Holy Spirit. This is, these are scriptures inspired by the Holy Spirit. Every bit of it. And, and he says here, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. So all of us should agree that our heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved saved. That's our desire. That's our prayer. For I bear them witness that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Listen to verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Listen to the, the tree version. Tree, what? Tree of life version. He says this, brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for Israel is for their salvation. For I testify about them that they have zeal for God, but not based on knowledge. The beginning of knowledge is knowing who? Christ. Right there for all of us. I mean, the moment you know Christ, we've entered into the path. For being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit themselves to the righteousness of God. And then this is what the part that I like. For Messiah is the goal of the Torah. That's the books of, of the law. The, 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 for Messiah is the, go, the goal of the Torah as a means to righteousness for everyone who keeps trusting. The goal of Torah was in Christ. Everything, I, I like saying it in this manner, everything before the cross was pointing to the cross. And everything after the cross goes back to the cross. The whole story of the Bible, the whole of it, is about the person, Jesus Christ. And we need to think in this manner. It's about God and his family. Actually, 
is a romance story. For God saw love. Let's go to, to Romans 11. Read some scriptures there. I have, I receive uh, uh, Israel news, world Israel news. And then uh, I, I saw this, I think I, I, I received this morning. It says, Palestinian authority calls for direct destruction of Israel. Oh, it's been there for years. And everyone who tried to do it, that covenant cut him short. You, you know that. That has been there. It's been there. He's never stopped. The same devil. Every generation. And, and, and you know, what I was telling you, if you, you, you follow that, this first, first weekend, you had seven Jews killed in the synagogue, the Sabbath, in the, in the evening, Friday evening, being killed. And can you imagine, don't even imagine it, you're 13-year-old being a terrorist, trained to kill. The 13-year-old boy shooting the Jews, this is a Palestinian, shooting the father and the son. 13-year-old, and, and, and uh, he was an atomic suicide bomber, and he had even written some things to the dad, to, to the mother, I think. Uh, is it to the mother? To the mother, knowing that he's going to die. Now, years ago, I think I, I got to learn that in 2004, I used to think like, why would anyone do that? I used to think like, are they given so much money so they spend until when they finish and now they time to die? But I got to realize, no, it's indoctrination. It's teaching. It's being brainwashed by false teaching until the person is waiting for how many? 72 virgins? Is it 72? 72. 70, 70 virgins. Now what is he going to do with them? I mean, he's going to the world of lust himself, but he'll end up in hell. Sad. But anyway, let's go this all his scriptures in, in, in um, Romans 11. I say then, I really, that's why I was praying as we began, and I was praying also, uh, praying for this meeting, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That these may not be just words you are hearing, but that they may do something in your spirit. They may deposit something in your spirit. That it be something that is part of you. I told a certain woman years ago, Tina and I were having uh, coffee with this woman. She's a, a Jewish woman. And I, I spoke to her. She'd come, I think we'd known her through the embassy, Israel embassy. Spoke to her about the Lord and all that, and, and she had tears in her eyes, and she said, you all make me jealous how sincerely you love your God. I thought, yeah, you fulfilled the scripture. Right there, made a Jew, Gentile making a Jewish jealous. And then, uh, but I, she asked me, if I give my life to Christ, you know I'll be sent away from my country. Will you host me here in Kenya? I said, oh, sure, we will. She just, she stopped. And then I told her, dear lady, I'll be praying for you all the days of my life. And it's amazing. I pray for her. For years, I pray for her. And once in a while, text each other. In fact, she calls me my pastor. <laughs> she sends a text, you know, text from Israel. I say, my pastor. 
how are you doing over there? <laughs> no, on and on and on. But, but that, that should be, listen this, the, is, is to love God really is to love what he loves. To honor God is to honor what he honors. I say then, again, so having read all that in, in chapter 10, he said, I say then, has God cast away his people? You know, the replacement theology. Has God cast away his people? What is your answer? Certainly not. And then Apostle Paul says, For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? How he pleased with God against Israel saying, Lord, they have killed all your, your prophets and torn down your altars. I never tell God that. I alone am left and they seek my life. You're about to lose the last prophet. God says, no. I've a remnant. I've said even 7,000. That have not kissed or bowed down to Baal. Then look at this. That was a divine response. Look at verse 5. Even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. We agree? Amen. And if by grace, then it's no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it's no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. I won't go so much into that. But... What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Uh, I, I, I hope you saw that, that, that prayer there. We pray, but look at verse 8. Just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear to this very day. But I do remember, I do, I do believe, in our time is for the, their blindness to be removed. And I'm, I'm think, I think, now this is my opinion, I think to some measure that is happening so much. Because you are seeing Jews receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to show you something from the scriptures regarding that. Let's go down to verse 11. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, Salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now if their fall, listen to this, now if their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Much more. Their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? In other words, them coming in into the body of Christ, receiving Jesus Christ as their Messiah. That's a blessing of the Lord all over the world, the body of Christ. I have listened to those Messianic Jews teach some things that as we read this Bible, the King James, and on and on and on and on, with the mindset of who we are. But when you hear them speaking the depths of the scriptures, of that language, you feel like, my goodness. That's, that's why we need them into the kingdom of God. Has anyone listened to, ever listened to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn? Anyone? Just few of you? Yeah. Do you find some riches in what he says? His, his message is rich in what he says. You find that, my goodness, he says something and say like, oh my goodness. You know, 
If it wasn't the, for the Holy Ghost, you get discouraged. Because you are reading translations, uh, you know, translation, think like, these people have the really, what? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. He knows how to speak to his people. So that's why we need them uh, back. Look at verse 15. For if they are being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? It enriches the church. That's why we need them. Come into the, to the, to the, to the kingdom of God. Look at verse 16. For if the first fruit is holy, the lamp also is holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Who are the first fruit? Israel. And then the lamp is us. And then the root is them. And we are what? The branches. Okay, let me stop there. I think I'll go to something else. So he says, I don't want you to be ignorant of this. Now, let's go to other scripture. Let's go to Deuteronomy. They start going in a certain direction now. There are several scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 26 to 31. Let me bring you to a remembrance of the God's covenant. God does not break his covenant. Chapter 4, verse 26. I call, this is Moses speaking, by the Spirit of God. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you will soon utterly perish from the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. You will not prolong your days in it, but will be utterly destroyed. He's warning them because that's exactly what is going to happen. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples. And you'll be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. That has happened over the years. And been driven to other nations. And they will serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, with neither see, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. Have you ever seen of those Ethiopian Jews? You ever seen, seen them? And, and with sickness and, and disease, many of them diseased. But you know they are going home actually to Israel. They started going years ago and they are going back to Israel now. The Ethiopian Jews. I kind of feel like sometimes am I a Jew also? <laughs> You're not convinced. A black Jew. And I thank God for Jesus. But, but, but look at this. And there, there we will serve, there you will serve God's the work of men's hands. Wood and stone which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. Look at verse 29. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. Mark those words. I'm heading somewhere with that. When you are in distress and all these things come upon you in the latter days, when you turn to the Lord your God and obey his voice, for the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not forsake you, nor destroy you, nor forget the... Listen, he will not forsake you, nor destroy you, nor do what? Forget the covenant of your fathers, which he saw to them. He will not. God will not forget his covenant. He saw to Abraham. 
He sold to Isaac. He sold to Jacob. And I'm going to show you also another scripture, just what I've said. Let's go to, let's go to Leviticus 26. Then I'll, these are books that usually you avoid. Huh? The books that you avoid, Leviticus. Have you ever, have you ever picked up your Bible? Probably you are born and say, Lord, give me a scripture for this day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You open and it's the book of Leviticus. Say, Lord, thank you. I missed you a little bit. Let me, give me an eye. <laughs> I must have missed you. Maybe my hands didn't, were not led by the Holy Spirit. Let me close it. Lord, I open it. And then it starts with Chronicles. And so and so and so. The number of the children said, Lord, help me now. But look at Leviticus 26. It's a blessing that he's speaking. But then he says to his people, Ah, oh, Lord, help me. So much, but I don't, I don't want. Look at verse, verse 32. Because of their disobedience, it says, I will bring the land to desolation, and your enemies who dwell in it shall be astonished at it. And look at verse 33. I will scatter you among the nations and draw out a sword after you. Your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. They say, they say, and I've had different Bibles, uh, good Bible teachers say this, and, and prophetic teachers say this, in the natural, it looked impossible for the nation of Israel to be a nation again. When did that happen? 1948. And listen this, that was a miracle. What was the reason of it happening the way it happened? Uh, I mean, who was behind that? Of course, God, based on what? His covenant. Don't forget, covenant is a strong word. It's never broken. That if you understand that we are, we've been brought into, we call it New Testament, it's actually it's a new covenant. God made a covenant with himself, Jesus Christ. That's why we are protected. That's why we are provided for. That's why if we believe the part of the covenant, we'll never be moved. The supernatural provision is ever there because of this covenant. And he will never break his covenant. So the reason this happened was because of the covenant. Coming back together. And look at this. I'll scatter you among the nations, draw out sword after you. And then he says this. Your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then the land shall enjoy its Sabbaths because they didn't want the land to rest. And God had already told them, as long as it lies desolate and you are in your enemy's land, that the, then the land shall rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. As long as it lies desolate, it shall rest. For the time it did not rest on your Sabbaths when you dwelt in it. Now look at this then. goes further to say, but in verse 40, but if they confess the iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers and their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me and that they also have walked contrary to me and that I also have walked contrary to them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. If their uncircumcised hearts are humble and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, I will remember, I will remember the land. 
That's a good God. Church, you should never be defeated and allow defeat. It doesn't matter how the situation you are facing, it doesn't matter how long it has been, keep believing. Keep believing. Do you know how many years they were scattered? Many years. In fact, if you we remember, we read in, in on Wednesday. On Wednesday, we read about uh, that 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 um, what's that? That's uh, Jeremiah 29, and for 70 years they were taken into captivity. But God, because He's a covenant-keeping God, He was going to deliver them again. Remember, in Egypt, they stayed for 430 years. But because God is a covenant-keeping God, He delivered them. Do you think He's changed? He's never changed. He is for his people. And I think and I believe it gives him so much pleasure as one without God coming into the kingdom of God through us, through his son Jesus Christ and now we can pray for the Jewish people. It will be like life from the dead, them coming into the kingdom of God. So he, then I remember my covenant with, with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember, I will remember the land. And that's what is always done. Let me see. If. Look at verse 44. Yet for all that when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not cast them away. Yet for all that when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not cast them away, nor shall I abhor them to utterly destroy them and break my covenant with them. For I am the Lord, their God. But for their sake, I will remember the covenant of their ancestors, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the nations, that I may be their God. I am the Lord. In other words, don't ask me. <laughs> I am the Lord. Quickly, over there, let's go to the scripture that I'd mentioned in Psalm 89 verse 34 uh, reading the, the book of again I tell you Kings and Samuel Kings Chronicles is so interesting they're really interesting books look, look at this Again, talking about covenant. God loved David. And David loved God. God gives a testimony that he pleased him completely. And he says this, except with the wife of Uriah, Bathsheba, the Hittite. <laughs> but everything, he says, in fact, he says this, it is, it is, he says this to David, I have been with you everywhere you have gone. But he wasn't with him with the bed with Bathsheba. <laughs> that he said, no, I'm, I'm not part of that. Now, then he says this to, to David. Because of that, you'll never lack a son to be a king on the throne. He made a covenant with him. Comes in later, uh, Solomon gives, you know, Solomon just was given, given to marry. I mean, really, I, I, I really, I don't understand that. We'll ask him in heaven. If, I don't know if you're allowed to ask those questions in heaven, but you can ask him in heaven. Can I have to your mansion? Tell me what happened, especially men ask. Tell me what happened. You marry, you have 700 wives and 
300 concubines, what will happen? Did you even know your children? Sometimes, you know, you think about those women. What were they thinking? Do you say you're married? If you are this, there are thousands, the 700 wife, God have mercy. But then, so the, the Bible says at, at some point then, his heart departed away from God because he was, when he grew old, he was led by those women to worship other gods. And he built, he built those things for him, uh, for, for them. And then here comes a prophet called Ahijah. I think it was Ahijah. He prophesies that this is what will happen. In fact, he meets with, uh, with uh, the son. <clears throat> no, he meets with the servant of Solomon. Uh, called Jeroboam, I told you Jeroboam, he called Jeroboam son of Nebat. Please don't ever call your son Jeroboam or Nebat. I mean, there, this, he was a wicked man. And then he meets with him, he, was, he had a new garment. He took, he took him away and he takes a garment and shreds it into 12 pieces. And he gives uh, Jeroboam son of Nebat, he gives him 10 pieces and, and, and he says, that says the Lord, I will tear the kingdom of, of, of David or Solomon, but because of my servant David, listen to this, because of my servant David, I will not remove it completely from his son. Excuse me. <coughs> I will not remove it from his son. I'll have still two tribes. That was Benjamin and Judah. Because of the covenant, no matter what they did, that covenant stood. What happened to Rehoboam, the son of, uh, the son of Solomon? He comes in the stage and he, he asks the elders, tell me something here. <clears throat> How do I treat these people, this nation? The elders say, you be humble, befriend them, and they will serve you. Serve these people. They say, fine, go away. Uh, young men come over here, the guys that you grew up with. He say, how would I treat these people? Oh, if your father's thumb was this thick, yours should be a size of your waist. Put them to bondage. In essence, that's why I say, he said, fine. He told the elders, I don't hear any one of you, but I'm going to do exactly this. That was his downfall. Rehoboam. But the amazing thing is this. I'll say this. I don't know why I'm saying this, but let me say this. <clears throat> that servant Jeroboam was told by God, if you serve me, if you be loyal to me like your, this, my servant David, I will establish your kingdom. When you look at my Bible, I've written over the years, God is no respecter of persons. He was giving Jeroboam the same opportunity to walk before him. He rebelled. He was very wicked. And he came down, wickedness came to Ahab. That was actually the great, great, great you know, family of Ahab. Ahab, the wicked, wicked, he comes down to wickedness to Ahab. Why is that so? God does not break his covenant. But what happened to Judah and, and, and Benjamin? God kept his covenant. Do you know what Jesus is? who Jesus is? He's the son of who? David. Because of what? covenant. The Bible calls him the root of 
David. God has never broken his covenant. And his son, the son of David, remember people meeting with him, the blind people, and say, son of David, have mercy on us. What are they, what, what they calling him? Messiah, have mercy on us. Son of David, have mercy on us. Listen this. The son of David shall be the king of kings forever because of covenant. God doesn't break any covenant. That's why you have to think yourself into the third and fourth generation, many to come. Raise up your children in the fear of the Lord and believe him because you'll keep his covenant because of you serving him and honoring him in your generation. All right? Praise God. Now listen this then. So I haven't said all this. This is the reason. <clears throat> David, uh, God speaks about, mm, it's too long, so I'll just start from verse 34. Oh, I'll start from verse 30, having explained all that. Are you in Psalm 89, verse 30? If his sons, this is God speaking, if his sons forsake my law and do not walk in my judgments, if they break my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I'll punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with their stripes. Nevertheless, nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. That's your God. His unfaithfulness will never fail. But look what he says next, verse 34. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sown by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever, and as strong as the sun before me, it shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. God does not alter his word. That's why we can gather here this evening and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, because of his faithfulness. And on and on and on and on, okay? Will you please go read in your own time? I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of tempted to go into another direction, another direction this scripture, but I'll go so long. And uh, anyway, today is Friday. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy 30. Today is Friday, Misha, is that so? You can sleep even at midnight. Your daddy has already given you permission, that's fine. <laughs> Deuteronomy 30, then I'll show you something. I, I thought, God, I think, has been saying something to us by some events that are happening. Look at Deuteronomy 30, <clears throat> from verse 1. Now it shall come to pass, when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have said before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations, where what? The Lord your God does what? Drives you. And you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice according to all that I command you today, you and your children, with all your heart and all your soul, that the Lord your God will do what? Bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. Now let me, let me, let me throw some thought here. I'm not saying that says the Lord, let me throw some thought here. 
uh, Jews are going back, have been going back to their country. Even as we speak. Like even last year, is it last year? When did the, that war with uh, Ukraine began last year? Last year, many Jews, especially from, from Europe, are going back to the land of Israel. That is fulfilling the word. Okay, that is happening. From Ukraine, they call it a, we've, we've actually helped some ministries to, uh, through our fast fruit offerings and all that. We saw every month to some Jew, Jewish, um, you know, good works and all that. But, but then uh, they call it Project Alia, A-A-L-I-Y-H, going back to their country, to their homeland. But look at this. Go to this scripture, just what I've said. After I've scattered you all over, it says that, and you return to the Lord God, verse 2, and obey his voice according to all that I command you today, you and your children, with all your heart and with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion in you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. What does this tell you? Some thoughts here. That the Jewish people's hearts are turning towards the Lord. Remember, them going back, being brought back by God was because of his compassion and his covenant, and as they start seeking the Lord and turning back to him, actually what he was going to do, he was going to bring them back to their land. Do, do you see that? Because I really want you to see that. So what does that mean? This is what I believe is saying to us now here. The hearts of the, the hearts of the Jewish, or the heart of the Jewish people, hearts, plural, whatever you call it, of the Jewish people is ready for the gospel because they are turning back to the Lord their God. But we know it's not in their own righteousness. We know Christ is the end of the law. So the only way to get back to God is through Christ Jesus. So I do believe then their hearts are so ready for the gospel. Do you see that? Do you see in connection with the scriptures? Not something that I'm just taught, but in connection with the scriptures. So then, as a church, we need to pray for that, for, a, for, for, for that opportunity, to seize that opportunity. You may not go there, but your prayers can go there. You may not go there, but your kindness of any, anything that the Lord will lead you to do will go over there for their salvation. And how will it be? We go to eternal home and we meet and we see all these Jews coming around and they say, thank you so much. I say, for what? You prayed for us. I didn't even know you. You did. And the Lord is giving you a reward because your faith was out for his will to be done among the Jewish people. Do you see that? Okay. Look at verse 4. If any of you are driven out to the farthest parts under heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you. And from there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. He will prosper and multiply you more than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart 
and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Um, I don't know if you ever uh, been privileged. I think we, we is it one meeting we went when the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was here. But if uh, if you have ever watched him in any way, that man is like a preacher. In fact, when he's giving his speech, sometimes he's talking. And the Jews, Jewish people, God has, you know, just he talks that way and he can be walking and all that. The world doesn't like him, but I like him. <laughs> they don't like him, but I like him. The world doesn't. That's the spirit of the world. But listen this. All what he's saying about uh, circumcise your heart and heart of the ascenders to love the Lord your God and uh, no 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 uh, God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed and you shall possess it you will prosper you yes they are we have seen that land desert turned into something good that is prosperity why is that so that's because of the covenant if you hear, I mean, Benjamin, if you ever listen to him, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu talking about the prosperity in Israel, you want to live, to move to your, that country quickly. He said, I'm a Jew also, a Kenyan Jew. No, 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 I say, we don't have Kenyan Jews, you have Ethiopians, not Kenyan. <laughs> I think there are some Sudan, is this from Sudan? Is this, I, I, I don't know, I'm not so sure. But they say, no, 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 in Ken South Africa there. There are some South African Jews. But they say, no, no, no. We know South African Jews, Kenyan Jews. No. The closest people to Kenyan Jews are Luos. You didn't know that? Oh, you should say, amen. Yeah, I know everyone over there. <laughs> I won't say more than that. <laughs> but I read some scriptures and they are mourning for Moses for 30, for 30 days. I said, yeah! <laughs> I see some similarities over here. <laughs> or they say, they picked stones to stone. They said, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the closest in Kenya. <laughs> Forgive me, just, just a light moment there. But let's go quickly to Psalm uh, 33 and then I want us to start praying here tonight. 33. And at least my mother tongue, we say Abba. We call him, uh, you know, that is my dad. You can call him Abba. So when I got born again, I started reading the Bible, I said, Abba, Father, I said, I'm Jewish. Abba, Father. <laughs> so anyway, but look at this, but I'm Jewish at heart. Psalm 33, quickly and then prayer, prayer. Is that giving you something for you to pray? Yes. Really? Yeah, because I can come here at church in the evening and do it at 6.15 and say, now let's pray for, the, for Israel. And your saliva, you know, just disappears from your mouth in five minutes. They're like, what am I even praying for? Am I related to any Jew? Why would I even pray for them? But, but I believe giving you something because faith comes by hearing. Now you may, I don't have all the light. No one has. But a little bit, if you pay your attention, you'll get here and say, oh yeah, when he says that we pray, I'll be praying this man. But look at this then, quickly over here. <clears throat> 33, I still have, a, I'll sit here at the front. Pastor Wade will teach, and I think like, did I even follow what he said? I said, Lord, help me. If, because these are deep, help me, uh, that he doesn't call me to pray. 
And then when I'm done, when he's done and he's praying and he says, Davis, Davis, please come over here. Then. Oh, Lord, help me. Ooh, ha, ha, ha. So, you know what? I learned just to hear by faith and to pray by faith and have some things come out of my mouth that I hadn't even thought about them because I decided I'm going to operate by faith. But he'll say some things and, and it was like, you know, like, it was like, I say it lightly, it was like a spell on me. That every time that you hear, Davis, the time I'm tired, I'm, I'm really tired. I, I sit behind and say, Davis, would you please come over here? Uh, and then he say, pray, pray, pray about that. About what? <laughs> <laughs> you never asked that. So I may call you to pray tonight. Just make sure you are, you are, you are, you are sensitive. Yeah. Now listen to this. Quickly, verse 12. <clears throat> oh, let's begin from verse 10. Did I say verse 10? Yeah? I said verse 10. Is that so? Yes. Yeah, let's start from verse 10 there. Because of time, I can go back and back, back there, but let's start from verse 10. It says this The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing, <laughs> He makes the plans of the people of no effect. Do you know who those are? Nations who are against him. Nations who are against his will. That are against his will. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. We can take that by faith for our nation because we are in Christ. But listen to this. We can look at the Jewish people. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people who he has chosen for his own inheritance. Look at verse 16. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. That's why if you hear, you know, like a Palestinian authority calls for direct destruction of Israel, you know that won't happen. You know that won't happen. You know deception is so bad because you think like, have you not read the history? Okay, Adolf Hitler managed to kill those millions, but listen to this, where is he today? Where is he today? So the council of men, the nations, will not stand. And listen to this, no king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Let's pray for God of Isaac, uh, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to intervene in Israel, especially the violence that they have experienced this past weekend. And you know, they keep now saying more things. You have Iran this other side, you have all this other, they're coming to, 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 attack, to, to, to attack Israel. But there is a God in heaven. And, and listen to this, uh, another scripture here. In uh, Psalm 44, 1 to 8. Psalm 44, 1 to 8. And then we get that right. 44. Uh, 
These are contemplations of the sons of Korah. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us the deeds you did in the days, in the days of old. You drove out the nations with your hand, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword. This is what I wanted you to see that. For they did not gain possession of their land by their own sword, nor did they own nor did their own arm save them, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance, because you favored them. That's good. So do you know what? That favor is still upon them. So in the nations, the enemies of Israel are standing with enrage against Israel. Listen, same God, same God who watches that city will protect his people. Why is that so? Because of his covenant. It's never be broken. He'll watch over Jerusalem. Remember that for Israel, for Jerusalem's sake, I'll not hold my peace. You remember that scripture? I wish you had time to go into, into all that. But then he says this. Verse, verse, verse 4. You are my king, O God. Command victories for Jacob. Who is Jacob? Come on now. Who is Jacob? Let's read it together and say Israel. You are my king, O God. Command victories for Israel. That's a prayer point right there. For God to command victories for Jacob, for Israel. Through you, we will push down our enemies. Through your name, in all that was behind the devil. I mean, who's behind the, the, the adversity against, against Israel? The devil. He says this, through you we will push down our enemies. Through your name we will trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hated us. In God we boast all day long and praise your name forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's him. Would you use this psalm as you are praying this evening against um, the enemies of Israel? So the last one is Psalm 122, and then you go ahead and pray. Psalm 122. So now, you've seen the reason. And then, I won't go so much from verse 1. Oh, let's read from verse 1. <laughs> I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord for thrones are set there for judgment. The thrones of the house of David. You see that? You can remove him. Verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, let's say it together, peace 
be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Remember because of the covenant? Covenant, adoption, promises, even our Messiah coming through there as a, a, a Jew after the flesh. Listen this. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. I rest my case. Your Lord, I rest my case. <laughs> I rest my case. Did you see that? Do you see the reason? All right, stand up then. I want us to pray. I've given you so many. You can lift it up, up to the Lord and say, God, you've said this in your covenant. God, you've said this. And you can pray in tongues. You can pray the understanding. And, and, and just let's believe God tonight, these few minutes together. And You know, sometimes I wish this happens. We start praying right now. And the glory of God comes in. And all of us, we take into the glory of God with our children and all that. And then when we check out our watches, it's 6.30 a.m. But we've had such encounters. Everything, if you left, you know, if you left your githeri cooking, it, it, it just cooks and then the stove goes off by itself because of the glory of God. That's God. I'm, I look forward to that day. And it will happen. It will happen. That we start praying right now and then we are caught up and, and several of you just had encounters and encounters of the Spirit and we, were, and, and we don't wake up. But we open our eyes at 6 that. No yawning. <laughs> Go to your prayer again now. Then you can pray together. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. You have it? You can have someone help you, please. You have it on the screen? No, do you have it? Yes. Enough. Okay. Everyone, anyone? I mean, you can use someone, just be helped. Uh, oh, we still have some. Okay. Huh? You have it on the screen? Are they? You're already on the screen also. That prayer. Of Sunday 29th to 4th, I want to pray for Israel and for Kenya. You ready? Yes. Let's pray it with faith. Now faith has come into your heart. Let's pray it together in faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the Jews and all the nations. And for a great awakening to you. We believe you for the multitudes, millions and millions of souls to be swept into your kingdom. All of us in Living Faith International and Victory Faith Church want to be part of this great move through our prayers, faith, labor, and giving. We ask you to help believers in Christ in every nation to rise up and glorify your name. May we in Victory Faith Church be at the forefront of a great move of God in Kenya. We ask you to position our nation in the ancient past that you have for her. We pray for righteous choices in our presence decisions and all those in authority because of the destiny of our nation. 
We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May there be a removal of a spirit of stupor upon the Jewish people that they may see and hear your voice, the God of Abraham, through your Son, Jesus Christ. For of you and through you and to you are all things to you be glory forever. Amen.